At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Hockey season came to a close last night as the Colorado Avalanche mm, mm, hoisted mm. Lord Stanley Cup. Didn't somebody on the network have uh, Maycott McCarr at 15-1 to to start uh, the uh, playoffs, I think, to win the con spot? I believe. Yeah, I believe, uh, I believe so. so. Yeah, I like to give people their, 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 their credit. Except me. It's a That's great me. call. Randy... Oh, the McKay. pride, the pride nice. of North Dakota, Randy McKay. Yeah, Look man, good Mr. call McKay. by him. I mean, I was torn when I was trying to figure out what to do with the Avs because of McKinnon and Kadri, and mm-hmm. you know they had so many guys. That was a good call by him. Yeah, great call. Uh, that so that cashes Avalanche, uh, favorite to win to win it all uh, most of the year. Come home, win their third Stanley Cup in uh, in franchise history. So uh, well done and. And your uh, and your lightning three straight appearances in the Stanley Cup Final. Not a bad uh, run of of sustained success yeah. for your Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, what a run! Um, Not over yet. I think we have to add. Well, we're going to we're going to get Braden Point back, which is big. But I think we've got to add another athletic young player as uh, Noah Syndergaard. That's a foul ball, right? Foul ball. Okay. Whew. By the way, Sean has. Uh, yeah. Angels first five and minus the half though. So they're up two zero. It's the top of the fifth. So a they've home got run two would outs. Be very bad. Well, that means they'd have to score in, yeah. the, in the bottom of the inning. So I'm trying to get out of this, you know, preferably where I don't have to watch that game anymore. But I do think the Lightning need to go out and get slightly younger, more athletic, more speed, more juice on the ice. They have everything else, but there was a difference between the Avs juice. And the Lightning's lack of juice. Evidenced by the third period. You've got these older guys, you know, those legs, it's hard to get going. They couldn't get any offensive production in the third period outside like the first two minutes. Like they started out like their hair on fire. And then it was just, I think they ended a period with three shots on Kemper the entire period. So that great run. You know, but and we've got to go and get a little younger, a little more juice. And the Angels brought the bet home. That's good. Go. Well Never in doubt. Pound it. That's right. Now we got the Orioles who are up 4-0. I actually like this kid, Wells, who's pitching for the Orioles. So 
Hopefully they can keep this going. I have them on the full game, though, so I've seen the Orioles' bullpen before. Hopefully I see the good version of it tonight. All right, so 4 nothing Orioles. It's good to get a bet in Sean's, early, uh, Sean's able to yeah. cash the Angels. Uh, Always he, nice. Unfortunately, the A's uh, failed you, uh, but you like pain, apparently, and like betting bad teams. Like well, well like let me explain what that play was, though. It was Orioles plus one and a half A's. at plus. I mean, no, it was, I mean, A's. It was yeah. A's. Uh, plus one and a half runs at plus 130. Yeah, and they were up 5-1. There's usually a reason for that. Yeah, it was a play on Blackburn, though. I think Blackburn's really good. I think at the trade deadline, he's one of those arms that teams like the Blue Jays, who are looking for a third starter, are going to be after. Okay, yeah. A 3.12 ERA. Now, ultimately, it didn't matter because <laughs> they gave up six in the bottom of the seventh. But <laughs> <laughs> not, not a great inning, but, uh, hey, hopefully we can get a two-in-one night for you and uh, – and, and you end up uh, in in the positive there. So uh, we're continuing our uh, a breakdown of the Dallas Cowboys summer conditioning. We'll be doing this uh, throughout the summer months, taking a look each night at a different team in the NFL. We're starting with the Cowboys. Uh, both you and I are kind of in the same mindset. You know, we wouldn't bet them to be the to win this division. Uh, they won it last year. By the way, no team. Not that it necessarily makes sense. Not that it, I would say necessarily. Uh, has any reasoning or or why they would wouldn't win this division? But we have not had back to back winners in this division, Sean, mm-hmm. since the Eagles won four straight from oh one to two thousand four, and the Cowboys won it last year. And I'm getting the Commanders at plus five. I can't wait till we get to Washington. Okay, we'll get I have no faith in the Cowboys. I, I actually would be tempted. To take the don't make the playoffs That's, Cowboys wager. And you asked me what, you know, we showed a, a breakdown. It's over under 10 wins, uh, you know, make the playoffs minus 250, miss the playoffs plus 195, win the NFC East plus 130, win the NFC plus 850, and win the Super Bowl at 18 to 1. And you asked me what bet would I make? I, if I had to make one bet, it would be miss the playoffs at plus 195. I think they just have a lot of questions. Uh, I am not a Mike McCarthy believer. Um, certainly, Newey Scruggs, our guest last hour, made me very uh, raise an eyebrow, to say the least, about the play calling of Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Look, Micah Parsons is an absolute beast. Uh, but, you know, I I, I want to bring up something. We talked to um, Sean Marion came in, Merriman came in studio last summer, mm-hmm. and we talked about Chase Young. We did. Coming off of Rookie of the Year season, Defensive Rookie of the Year season in Washington. Now, he got hurt, but prior to getting hurt, he had almost no production for Washington. And you and Sean both pretty much predicted it, said it's year two is a different thing. Sean alluded to, you know, when he entered his second year, what are your expectations for Micah Parsons, who is 16 to 1 to win defense, uh, to win, uh, sorry, 10 to 1 to win defense, defensive player of the year? What are your expectations for Micah Parsons entering year two? So they're slightly different than Chase Young simply because the Dallas Cowboys move Micah around so much. I don't think he's going to have as dominant of a year in year two. Uh, I don't think his supporting cast in that front seven is as good. I also think people have a lot of film now on how they were utilizing Micah, and people have spent the offseason trying to make sure that he doesn't get in favorable situations. Now, he's super talented. So I still think thirteen sacks less. I think he. I think his sack number this year ends up between eight to nine. Okay, I, I go around eight or nine. I think Chase Young, on the other hand, if he's all the way healthy, because he ended up getting hurt, was it uh, about a little bit before midseason last year, missed the remainder of the year. 
I think he has a breakout year because I think this past season humbled him. I think it made him hungry again. I think he sees now how hard it is to be good in that league, not just for one year, but year after year after year. So I think you get a much improved version of Chase Young, which is one of the reasons I'm high on the commanders. We are talking about the Cowboys. I know. Just to remind you. I know. We're talking about the NFC East. So there's context there because we're talking about the NFC East. I can't wait until we're talking about the AFC South. Well, I don't want to just. Well, I'll tell you about the commanders. I don't want to just hammer the Cowboys. I mean, I think they're a talented team. I think. Well, we could Dak talk. Prescott will have to have an MVP caliber year for them to be in serious contention for a team that people think can win the Super Bowl. So I think Dak would have to have his best year as a pro. The pickups that they had this offseason, James Washington comes Who? in. James Washington, former Oklahoma State. Who is that? Running back slash wide receiver. He comes in. Dante oh. Fowler, first-round pick of Tyler Smith. How often is Dante Fowler available? I'm just I know. reading what is on the screen. And I'm just being sarcastic. Uh, Mari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, both lost. Uh, Sean's uh, superstar, Randy Gregory, also lost. Leo Collins lost. Connor Williams. They brought in Tyler lost. Smith, though. He should have opted. That, that's your guy. He should have opted in at Tulsa. You know, COVID gave those guys an extra year. He should have stayed at Tulsa. You'd be a terrible agent. Go back to go back to an American Athletic Conference or get millions of guaranteed The dollars. Dallas fan base is probably going to wish he had stayed at Tulsa yeah. if he's forced to play before he's ready. Well, he'll be well, – That'll be a travesty. He'll be starting. So better better get ready. It's going to be interesting. I love, I love a, a big meltdown. And I can see one coming in Dallas. And, you know, they're just – they're so polarizing because the minute that they start, you know, not living up to the unrealistic expectations that some will have for them – uh, Mike McCarthy is going to be on the chopping block, you know. You know, especially if Amari's having a good year and, God forbid, Cedric Wilson's having a good year and Randy Gregory gets off with, you know, three, four sacks in the first five. I'm just saying this thing is set up now for Dallas to be in a very precarious situation. So let's take a look at some of the uh, futures not involving the team, the specific players hmm. at DraftKings. So you get Dak to win MVP, 16-1. to one. Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year, 10 to 1. <laughs> Sorry. Mike McCarthy, Coach of the Year, 30 to 1. For emphasis. Dak Prescott, most passing yards, 12 to 1. Let me see. Let me look. I was looking at I mean, Dak, his career stats. Prior to his injury in 2020, was averaging, what, like 450 yards per game? It was Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I want to see from a, a statistical standpoint, though, what's his best year? I'm pulling it up now. You don't have to. Do Last that. year was 4,449 yards. I think he was. See. Is he second in the league? See, here's my second deal. Third in the league? Dak, the most Dak has ever thrown for is 4,900 in 2019. It, to lead the league in passing yards, you're probably talking. It's going to be five-plus. Dak was seventh in the league last year with 4,449 right. yards. It's, Tom Brady led the league 5,300. Right. So, Brady's going to be – they're going to be better on offense. I mean, I think they're going to be really good on offense. Buccaneers? I, I, I love the running back from Arizona State that they signed. You did like him. Then the, uh, the receiver that came in for agency, Gage, from Atlanta. I think he's a better version of Antonio Brown simply because he's going to probably be available for the entire season. Then you still got Mike Evans there. Uh, I, I like the Bucks team. I, I, I do. Um, what about? And when you look at Dak and you're trying to project passing yards, can he do it? Yes, but it's hard for me for someone that's never done it. He's never thrown for five thousand plus yards before. 
And that's what it will take to lead the NFL in passing yards. Before we hit a break here, C.D. Lamb most receiving yards. So Amari Cooper gone, Cedric Wilson gone, and Michael Gallup is out start of the season due to an injury. Yeah, it's C.D. Lamb at sixteen to one. Be interesting. See, C.D. Lamb to me is an approve it year because he guarantees he's guaranteed to get all the attention every week. He wasn't getting all the attention before with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. I mean, they were get, they were garnering. Is he capable though? We're gonna find out. Guy. We're gonna find so out. So at sixteen to one, would you be intrigued? Nah. Sean's very confident in the Cowboys this year. Eh. It's the nightcap here on BC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken. Now to start your run at Victory Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. <laughs> Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus will join us in uh, less than 15 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on our discussions here on the Cowboys and other happenings around the NFL. Uh, just to kind of put a bow, Sean, on the Cowboys, here at Circa, you can play under 10 wins, plus 110, or the Westgate Superbook here in town, you can go under 10.5 wins, but you have to play, pay a price of minus 130. What is your prediction right now, subject to change, but as of right now, how many wins do the Dallas Cowboys have in 2022? Well, if you guys are right about the Eagles, because I know I'm right about Washington, I would put Dallas right around the eight-win mark. I think they finished the game below 500. Pulling it up real quick because it's Circa. Had it just up, and I closed it. Uh, but you could play alternate win totals. 
I, I would play under ten and a half on the Cowboys. Now you got to pay the juice uh, at. I'd play under nine and a half. I don't know if that's the alternate total. The alternate total here at Circa is under nine, but you can get some really good money. On What's it. that? Plus one eighty, uh, plus one ninety. Pulling it up right now. So this is this is very quality uh, content right here as I scroll through my phone. Um, alternate win total for the Dallas Cowboys plus two thirty five under nine. Yeah, I might, I might play. Might that dabble? A yeah, I might dabble that a little bit. And then, as we showed at DraftKings, to miss the playoffs, plus 195. So, uh, and you could do that at Circa, too. Let's see. Circa, pulling it up, uh, to miss the playoffs, plus 205. <laughs> I would play that instead of under nine, because I could see them going nine and eight. So, for me, a lot of this revolves around you guys as Eagles. Because a lot of people are high on yeah. the Eagles. I'm the only guy who likes No, the a lot of people are high on the Eagles. If yeah. the Eagles we are will, good as people think. And we will talk about the Eagles tomorrow. And by the way, as I've pointed out, at plus 160, which are their current odds, I would not play right. them to win the division at plus 160. And, you know, we've had James Salinas on this show, uh, on our network, and in our, you know, best bets email. Uh, he was on the Eagles at 3 to 1 at BetMGM. Uh, I got them at plus 275 at the Westgate Superbook. They have been very popular. So that always makes me nervous. The team that was very popular last year was the Washington Commanders, mm-hmm. which they went 7 and 10. Um, I think they're improved this year. I do think over seven and a half from Washington, which we'll get to on Wednesday, is an intriguing look. So uh, I would say under ten and a half would be a look for me, and at plus two hundred five to miss the playoffs is certainly an intriguing option as well uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. All right. Uh, so tomorrow, I we think w- we I think we agree on. Yeah. This will be an interesting season for the Cowboys, and I'm not going to be surprised if my- they underachieve and finish third. Or lower in the NFC East. So, yeah, I mean, you lose two weapons, and I know Newey Scruggs wasn't, you know, ultra complimentary of Cedric Wilson, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a weapon that is gone. Uh, Amari Cooper is obviously gone, and, and Newey felt like he was very underutilized. Feels like, depending on the quarterback situation, which we'll get to here in just a moment, in, in Cleveland, that he could have a breakout type of season. Um, very critical of Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Thinks the offensive line is a bit of a mess. And, you know, defensively, they were able to retain Dan Quinn, which is a, a good thing. He's a terrible head coach, but a good defensive mind. Right. But Trayvon Diggs is not going to have 11 picks again. I agree. And so, they're not going to lead the NFL in defensive touchdowns. We'll see. Uh, I think it's going to really revolve around is Dak ready to become a transcendent, really elite superstar quarterback. Right. Because I think that's what it'll take, especially with Gallup being out early in the season. That's what it'll take for that Cowboys offense to carry them through the early part of their schedule, which is extremely difficult. And I just know that because of the coverage that Dallas gets, if they get off to that slow start where they're one and four through five, and, you know, it's not like people are going to ignore it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be the lead on a whole lot of national platforms. And do they have the mental toughness and the internal? Is Jarrah going to be – I mean, Jarrah, there's going to be a lot – if. Tampa to open, Cincinnati week two, both at home. Prime time to start the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The defending AFC champs in Cincinnati come to town week two. Hey, I can hear it now. Dallas gets off to an 0-3 start. Fired. Steve Sarkeesian in Texas beat Bama in week two. Yeah, and we're talking about Sarkeesian to the Cowboys. Hey, big, big pickup for uh, for your Sarkeesian buddy. Yeah, there. those kids won't be there for a while. Uh, you got uh, 
They're doing good Arch in recruiting. Manning. Yeah, they're doing good in recruiting. They just picked up two five stars since Arch committed. Oh. Brian Kelly let those kids out of Louisiana. So they've got they've lost three in-state five stars from the state of Louisiana to Texas. We need it at some point. That's your boy Kelly. Not my boy. No, that's your homie. Not my boy's Mark. You Green. recommended him. I saw you signed off on the move to LSU. You told him they were getting a, a dog in recruiting. See, what I, your don't, exact words? I don't like when you I don't like when you lie to the people. I just embellished a little bit. I don't really lie. And By the way, I don't know who I, turned I, said I don't know who turned the Orioles into the Yankees, but I mean they've hit like five home runs tonight. There you go. My guy Adley Rutschman. There we go. Home run today. Come on, Adley. We need about ten more of those. That uh, kid from the Pirates is balling. <laughs> he might have rookie of the year already tied up. Um all right, let's uh let's get to the news of the latest on Deshaun Watson. Oh. Um, the Wall Street Journal over the weekend had a report on Saturday that said, during discussions between the NFL and the NFLPA, the league has refused to budge on anything less than a one-year suspension for Deshaun Watson. Mary Kay Cabot today reported the NFL has informed Deshaun Watson and his camp, the NFL Players Association, and disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson that it recommends an indefinite suspension for Watson without pay for at least a year, sources confirmed to Cleveland.com. Watson would be permitted to apply for reinstatement after the season. The indefinite ban for a minimum of a year under the personal conduct policy was first reported by the Wall Street. He gets eight Journal. games. Eight games. Yep. That's what I, I've, I've yeah, he been, gets eight games. I feel like he's been like that report being put out is so the NFL can show that they were attempting to be extremely, extremely aggressive in this suspension. But there's no union that's worth anything that would allow this to happen. To one of their members, that the criminal courts had proven nothing was worthy of going. To trial, like forget what you think morally about what happened. Like the criminal court system in America said, we're not going to proceed with this. So you have a union to back up what the employees or or the players. So any union, you know, Demari Smith and those, they're not going to let that. No, I don't let him indefinite year long suspension. Like they don't even have like a return date. But the fact that this got out public now allows the NFL to be able to say, this is what we wanted. Again, we collectively bargain these things with the other side, which is the players' union, and this is the compromise that was was agreed upon. That makes sense. Yeah, he's not playing. I think at minimum it's eight games. I would not be surprised if it's a year. To your point, I think there could be some negotiating, and it gets he's not getting a year with indefinite. No, attached I, to it. I would not be surprised if the league suspended him a year. I would. I'd be shocked if the NFL. I'd be shocked if the PA allowed that would you, to happen. Would you agree that at minimum it's eight games? I don't think it's anything less. Yeah, than I definitely think it'll be around eight games. So one hundred percent. Let's get to the gambling aspect of this, and we've seen the odds obviously drastically shift on the Cleveland Browns. See, to me, you don't touch the Browns until the suspension is announced because you're going to get much better value. So he, let's say, for argument's sake, and this is just hypothetical because this is you know reporting over the weekend. We don't know what's going to happen, but for argument's sake, Sean, it's eight games. Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett starts eight games for the Cleveland Browns with this roster. Four and four. Four and four. Do they make the playoffs? 
if Deshaun comes back week nine, depending on how much rust he has, where is he? He hasn't played a football game, right? Where's where is he comparable? But he's been practicing, so it wasn't like he was away from the game of football last year. He practiced the entire season with the Texans. He's been practicing this all season with the Browns. That matters. Now, granted, you hadn't got hit. Look at the back half of the schedule. So let's say he gets suspended eight games. You're at the Bills, Buccaneers. You're at the Bengals. Yeah, but man, you're they at got, your commanders. They got two things that, that, that give all those teams problems a run game and a great defense. So him adding to this is just going to be extra. His first game back at Miami. You're more bullish on them. I'm, hey man, I'm, I'm happy. You where, might be at quarterback at Miami by the time that game rolls around. I'll just say this. I'm pretty happy where I stand with our cigar bet on the Ravens and Can't Browns. Can't wait to see Tua underthrow Tyreek Hill. Don't matter to me. All right, we'll talk to Sam Munson from uh, Pro Football Focus next. VEASAN.com today. This is the Nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Las Vegas Gladiator legend. Once through t- 10 touchdowns in one game <laughs> against Grand Rapids. I wonder how I graded out pro football focus. That was your only win as the quarterback. Of, you should have just walked off like Unitas, you know. After or, Grand <laughs> opening, it. grand closing. <laughs> uh, that is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Uh, and uh, let's keep some NFL conversation going. By the way, great call by Sean. He went first five on the Angels. Yeah. And they, they, that was a bet that cashed. Uh, they were up 2 nothing. It's now 2-2. Two to two And uh, first and second now for the White Sox. So smart, smart move by you. Yeah. Veteran, veteran move by you. I know right. your environment. Let's bring in Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus. I don't want to spend the entire conversation, Sam, on this, but we spent a lot of time today. We, we are doing an in-depth dive on the on the Dallas Cowboys. And Sean and I both pretty lukewarm on them. The betting market has shifted uh, against them uh, with, you know, buzz of Philadelphia. When you look at this Dallas Cowboys team, you could find some over-under win totals of 10.5. You can get some plus money on them to miss the playoffs. What is your breakdown of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, they're a tough team because I think generally they did an okay job this offseason of just staying where they were. Um, but staying where you were doesn't really do you an awful lot of good when everybody else gets better. And this offseason felt like, like I can't remember an offseason where so many teams seemed to get better. And all the contenders, okay, admittedly, most of them were in the AFC but all these contenders loading up and going crazy and making big trades and bringing in big-name players and making real impact moves to improve significantly, um, and Dallas just kind of moved pieces around, you know, lost Amari Cooper um, and sort of tried to stay exactly where they were. Philadelphia is one of those teams, I think, that got significantly better. So, Dallas is going to, I think, struggle to be where they were a season ago because of the difficulty that I think those contending teams are going to face this year. So, And they're going to have, a, I think, a bigger challenge against uh, particularly Philadelphia, but the rest of that division should be better as well. Well, and Sam, you know, it was interesting talking to Nui Scruggs, who covers the Cowboys and has done so for quite some time, and his 
criticism wasn't necessarily on Dak. It was more so on on Kellen Moore. And I know you guys at PFF are, are very you know unique in, in the way that you look at grading of games and play calling. I'm just curious, at PFF, uh, how do you guys think uh, of Kellen Moore and his play calling as the OC of the Cowboys? Yeah, Kellen Moore is actually one of our best-graded play callers um, in the NFL at all last season. So I wouldn't place the blame at Kellen Moore's door at all. I think Dak Prescott was not the same guy um, after he, he dealt with injury, came back, and just wasn't playing as well as he was playing before that. Um, Dak Prescott's also been one of these quarterbacks that look, every quarterback is, uh, to some extent, influenced by their supporting cast, whether it's receivers, whether it's offensive line, the play calling. I don't know if there's a single quarterback in the NFL that is influenced more by changes to his supporting cast than Dak Prescott. When you surround him with good receivers, you get this incredible version of Dak Prescott, and he's capable of playing like a top five quarterback in the NFL. But the second you start to chip away with uh, chip away from uh, of chip away at that and take away receivers or just remove the sheer kind of breadth and quality of the guys that are around him, his play starts to drop off quite significantly. And you look at his career, and it's pretty much gone as the players around him, you know, as the quality of the players around him have gone. So you move away from a guy like Amari Cooper because of the contract. And look, it's it's the kind of move that makes sense from a, an accounting point of view and from a salary cap management thing, but losing Amari Cooper is going to negatively affect Dak Prescott and potentially severely unless they're able to claw back what they lost with CeeDee Lamb stepping into a bigger role and, you know, a guy like Jalen Tolbert in the draft. I think that, you know, there's reason to be a little bit concerned about what Dak Prescott will be like next year. You know, Sam, to me, another issue, and I want to get your opinion on where you guys have this unit graded, is the offensive line. You lose Lyle Collins. Uh, of course, Tyron Smith has battled injuries, never really been a, a guy capable of starting for a full season. And their first on selection, Tyler Smith, a lot of people think more of a developmental player, not somebody that's ready to start day one. How do you have this offensive line unit ranked? Yeah, I think it's still a good offensive line, but you're right. For the first time in a while, there's a lot of question marks on it, you know, and it, it could go the other way without too much trouble. You've got Terrence Steele at right tackle, who was definitely improved, but is still average at best, I think, at that spot. Zach Martin is the superstar. Tyler Bianish took a step forward at center, but he's, again, another average player at best. Um, Tyron Smith, when healthy, is one of the best tackles in the NFL. But again, that is a big question mark for him these days. You really can't expect him to be healthy all the way through the season every single year. And then Tyler Smith, you're right, is was a developmental guy, may not even start at guard unless they're, they're trying to push him in there right away to sort of justify the first-round pick. And, and if Connor McGovern starts, same kind of deal. We're talking about an average, above-average player. So, Generally speaking, if you've got five average offensive linemen, you've got a good offensive line. But that's a, still a far cry from where it used to be when they could boast, you know, three guaranteed all pros and uh, a couple of guys that were pretty good. So I think it'll still be a good unit, but it might not be the, the time where it's sort of the best offensive line in the NFL or one of the top two or three may be gone. Talk once again to Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus, the lead NFL analyst over there at PFF, at PFF underscore Sam. 
I think, Sam, the most intriguing division is the AFC West this year because you look at Kansas City, who has, who's owned that division for the past you know half decade or so. Still have Patrick Mahomes, but obviously Tyreek Smith is, or Tyreek Hill, excuse me, is is down in Miami. So they're plus one seventy five to win the division. You've got the Chargers, who missed the playoffs, but tons of talent there, and Justin Herbert. Broncos go out get Russell Wilson, and the Raiders, who made the playoffs last year. Got Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, on their roster to pair up with Derek Carr. So when you look at this AFC West, how do you break it down, Sam? Is there an intriguing play for you uh, to for who comes out of this division? You're right. It is wild. I mean, I think I had three of those four teams in the top ten of uh, power rankings that I created a little bit ago, and the fourth team is is a team that made the playoffs last year. That's uh, you know the the Raiders with Devontae Adams coming in with Chandler Jones coming in and that they should be a very good team as well. I I really think that the Raiders might be the team that everybody is sleeping on relative to the other ones. There's still a big question mark about how Russell Wilson will gel in a completely new offense and and how much of the the struggles and the let Russ cook movement was actually just part of how Russell Wilson plays the game, not Pete Carroll kind of holding him back and and leaving him to be this underrated version of himself. So it might not all click year one for Denver. Um, The Chargers, they're everybody's preseason darling every single year, and it hasn't worked yet. And, you know, I think they're moving in the right direction. I love the pieces that they brought in, but they have brought in a lot of pieces, and that might take some time to work also. You know, that offensive line, it, they did a great job of overhauling it, but they've lost a couple of players and I think need to make sure that that doesn't go backwards again. But the Raiders are the team that everybody's looking past because in any given year, they probably have the fourth best quarterback of the group with uh, Derek Carr a step behind those other three guys. But Devontae Adams, you know, absolutely changes the whole dynamic there. We saw last season actually the last two seasons that, you know, when you give Derek Carr a complete uh, group in terms of a skill set, he can play at a really high level and he can be aggressive and he can push the ball deep down the field, deep down the field. Devonte Adams brings that. I think he also makes Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller better as well, because he's the guy that has to take all that attention now. So if the Raiders offensive line can take a step forward from a year ago, if it can just hold its head above water, the Raiders could be the team to kind of shock people from that division. Hey, Sam, we got a minute. I'm curious your thought here, putting you on the spot. Almost every year we see a team who finished last place win their division. Last year was Cincinnati. It always happens. So your your options are Jets, Ravens, Jags, Broncos, Giants, Lions, Panthers, and Seahawks. In 45 seconds, give us your elevator pitch on who's the most likely to go from last to first. Yeah, I like this question this year because there's an easy answer this Ravens. time. It's Baltimore. Yeah, it's absolutely the Ravens. They were they were first seed in the AFC halfway through the season, and then injuries just absolutely wrecked them. They were calling up guys, you know, on a Friday, Saturday to cover Devonte Adams on the weekend. You you can't get away with that. And you know, the Ravens have a great uh, coaching staff. They've got good talent. And it should be back healthy this year. So I think they've got the best shot. He is Sam Munson. Great stuff, Sam. Pro football focus, lead NFL analyst. Sam, always appreciate the insight. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. There he is. Follow him on Twitter, at PFF underscore Sam. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back right here on Visa. 
is the nightcap on VSIN V. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of this month. Sign up today. You'll get VEASAN's Daily Best Bets. That includes Adam Burt's Daily MLB Best Bet. NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR. Shout out to Dave Ross, some winners in UFC. If you want our full VEASAN experience, which features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want. The cost only 19 bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now, VEASAN.com slash summer. Also, shout out to our guy, Scott Seidenberg. Look ahead, does a great job. Uh, after us, 10 to 1 a.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 a.m. Eastern. Uh, another winner uh, for Scott's on air there yeah. on Twitter. So what another, was his uh, play of the day today? I think he had Texas uh, to win. So another nice. winner for, uh, for Mr. Seidenberg. So make sure to give him a follow. He's part of those daily best bet emails that yeah, you get. He's been hot. 52, 27, and 2. You've been hot lately. Today. Red hot. Woo! There you go, Scott. Good win. He had the Rangers, he said, today. So there you go. What was uh, it? 10-4 last time I looked they were winning. I believe it is in the books. Yeah, they won 10-4. Uh, two games still going on in uh, in Major League Baseball. Sean's on the the Orioles' Hon. Uh, that game has gone over the total of 7.5, but Sean took the O's. Uh, a little plus price. Well, you said plus 136? Yeah, you got? plus 136. Leading 7-1 to one right now in the bottom of the fifth. And uh, you took uh, Angels' first five. That came home, and they now trail three to two. But they actually got the lead back uh, as we speak. It uh, looks like a four-three uh, lead now for the that Angels. That would have been tragic. In the bottom of the seventh, that would have. Oh, that would have been tragic. That would have been rough. All right. Um, I, I just want to. I want to rehash what we were just talking to uh, Sam Munson about about the Raiders. Um, I, I, I guess I'm not surprised, but. It is interesting. They make this big splash to get Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. you know, reunite him and his college quarterback, Derek Carr. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> you can get them as high as 7-1 to one to win the AFC West. I think it's great value, but again, I get why their odds are what they are. Because you're basically saying if you take the Raiders that, A, 
division that has Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson as the three other quarterbacks, the team with Derek Carr is going to end up winning the division. Agreed. So I get it. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I think seven to one seems a little rich and maybe worth a flyer. Yeah, uh, you could, you know, that's at Westgate. Uh, DraftKings has plus six fifty here at Circa has plus six forty. Uh, so as we always say, at nauseum, shop around. You can always find a little bit better odds if you're looking for something. But the Raiders, you know, won ten games last year, got better, right? Mm-hmm. Getting Devontae Adams. You look at their weapons. There were some rumors out there. Maybe they would be shopping Darren Waller. Ultimately, they re-sign him. They re-sign Hunter Renfro. My question to you is Josh McDaniels. How much do you believe in Josh McDaniels and that the second go-around as a head coach will be better than the first go-around? Well, I think that's what we're going to find out. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm asking I, you, and, what do and, you think? And normally, I would be all gung-ho on this situation, but he went back to New England. And for whatever reason, the majority of the guys that have come up under that tree haven't done as well when they've left New England. And the Mad Wizard looks like he's creating the most unbelievable potion ever, having Matt Patricia and Joe Judge call the plays on the So I'm not really – that's the only thing that gives me pause. Yeah, I, I'm very Because curious. Vrabel probably is the only one that's been successful in as a head coach that came from that whole – right. I mean, Nick Saban's the greatest college coach of all time. Yeah, but time. Nick Saban didn't come up under Belichick, did he? Yeah. Okay. He was his coordinator. Okay. I but, I mean, but he's yeah. different. And I'm talking it's, NFL. Potatoes, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're talking NFL here. I, I agree. Yeah, it, it's been it's been a bit surprising. Uh, with, with and Nick stunk at Miami, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't Bobby Petrino then, but I, he probably wanted to. <laughs> Having said that, that's the only hesitancy I have is got to figure it out. But you know what? Scott Seinberg's producer, Jason, had a very, very interesting Very good question. He popped question. Said it. Yeah. He said, which two offensive weapons would you take over Darren Waller, Devontae Adams in the National Football League? And the initial thing that always comes to mind is, well, I'll take Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. But Tyreek Hill is now in Miami. (laughs) And Gronk is no longer in Tampa. I would have taken Waller and Adams over Evans and Gronk. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Come on. No, and and Gronk is is in the regular season. Gronk, come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. With the game on the line, I'm trusting Gronk a little more than D. Waller right now. I think D. Waller has a chance to develop into that. I think Darren Waller accomplished of a player, but I'm not going to disrespect what Gronk does in the big moments. I mean, Gronk always gets it done. The 17 game season. Yeah. But, I mean, regular season statistics are one thing. I'm just talking about in the postseason. We're not talking about the postseason right now. We're talking regular season. But if you're season, asking me what I, what I take, and I was going back to the Darren yeah. Waller, Devontae Adams thing. I was saying when you look around the league, a lot of the familiar pieces that we know go together. I mean, you could say DK Metcalf and and uh, and uh, and Lockett in no. Seattle. I mean, all right, like that's, you know, uh, like that's throwout food. Who's throwing the football? I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking about who their current quarterback is. The question was just on a particular team, the top two targets. So I think the you know as long as Waller's back and, and fully healthy and ready to. I think the Bengals. Aaron Oster was just Jamar Chase, but Uzama lost left. Higgins is not a matchup issue like Adams or Waller. I'm just throwing it out there. Right. I, right. I think I think it's a good discussion. I think you right. could very well say that they are. 
And and while and the Orioles hit another home run, yeah, you, they must have special bats tonight. And I know that Derek Carr. I'm not a. I'm not a huge. Look, I, I think he's fine. He's a top half of the league quarterback. Yeah, he's not. Look, he's the worst quarterback in that division, but he didn't stink. So it's oh yeah, not at, at all. At seven to one, it's interesting. Not we'll, at all. We'll do the Raiders uh, as part of our you know summer conditioning. But I, I, I take them at seven to one. I, I would. It's too. worth a flyer. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I think they are. I'm from a strictly odd standpoint. They're the team that has the longest odds in their division that I'll be the least surprised if they won the division. I mean, just comparing real quickly, teams that are around the same price. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the same odds to win the AFC South as the Raiders are to win the AFC West. Now, I understand that the Chiefs and the Broncos and the Chargers are all in the same neighborhood as the Raiders, but... I mean, Raiders and Jags don't belong in the same To me, that division is going to come down to health. Who, AFC who, West? Yeah, who can avoid the injury bug to their key components? And, and once again, we'll, we'll dive a little bit. This is Because Chandler Jones top. and Max Crosby are going to be getting after the quarterback now. So this is not like the Raiders are just this offensive team. Like They're going to be pretty salty in their, their front Their secondary seven. stinks. I don't know if they stink, but they're probably missing a couple pieces. I mean, they got, what, they got the uh, kid from Indianapolis, uh, Yasin, right? Yeah, but uh, the one kid they drafted to play safety, he's really good. Uh, Morig from oh at uh, Abrams. Abrams, yeah, yeah, Abrams, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Abrams really good. So it's not like they don't have any talent there. Like they got some guys. They don't have a depth. They definitely can't afford an injury. But then again, in that division, I mean, I don't think anybody's secondary is going to look tremendous at the end of the day. True. So I think the Raiders. We'll have to go to a game or two. I haven't been to a Raiders game before. I haven't either, actually. I mean, I'm so exhausted after all the work we put in during the week. I mean, Sunday, you, Saturday and Sunday for me are just You would think, though, as a Las Vegas gladiator legend that that would you know, pull some weight. I mean, you threw 10 touchdowns in a game. Yeah, man. I mean, it's got to have some pull, right? You think they like put you on the side like, ladies and gentlemen, Las Vegas gladiator Sean King. And people are going to be like, is that a new nightclub? <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quickly, uh, before we hit a break. Is, is, that, is he come on after Thunder from Down Under? I mean. <laughs> Performing. <laughs> Do you have, you are a fan of the sweet science. Yes, I am. You love boxing. I love boxing. How bad is this going to be? Adrian Peterson <laughs> is apparently going to fight Le'Veon Bell in Los Angeles at Crypto.com Arena, which is the Staples Center. This will be just terrible. This is all the Paul. This, Bro- this so is all the bad. Paul brothers' fault. Exactly. Yeah, they've created this and they've monetized it to a point where, like former athletes, it makes sense. Because if I can get a couple wins, I mean, I could be in line for you know a nine, uh, eight-figure payday. Seven-figure payday. Would you pay money to watch that? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Would you bet it? Uh, I probably have to do some research <laughs> and see who's like been in the sport the longest. I don't know anything. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 